You are about to enter the thoughts of A. Freeman with your host, Atticus Freeman. Thomas Jefferson and the founders of this great country proclaimed that all men were created equal and every American has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yet, not every American is living the life of freedom promised by the Constitution. There are those who would purposely deny freedom to others. Just as the first Americans fought to secure freedom, we too must fight until every American is free and equal. However, this fight isn't with rifles and cannons, but with thoughts and ideas. A fight to change the way that we think and operate on a daily basis. Thanks for once again joining us on Thoughts of a Free Man. I am your host, Atticus Freeman. And this week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, Over the past couple of weeks, um, I've been encouraging everybody to, uh, you know, send emails on if they have any questions, any thoughts, any opinions. Um, And so you guys have um, sent emails. Um, and ask several questions. So um, today's show is going to be a question and answer uh, type show. Um, So our first question is from Dwayne. And Dwayne wants to know, um, Atticus, what are your feelings about integration? So uh, first of all, thanks for your question, Dwayne. Um, Great question. So what is Atticus's opinion of integration? Well, um, I don't think I'm a separatist type person. I'm not one that that calls for that would call for um, segregation or anything else like that. Or where you know I feel one race uh, group of people is better than another, and that we should all live separate lives. Um, but with that being said. I am of the opinion that uh, integration um, was one of the worst things that happened to the black community. And I say that because, um, yes, while, um, you know, during that time, um, a lot of bad things happened. And actually, even in this time, continue to happen to um, those in the black community. Um, I feel like at the time that uh, integration um, came about, um, yeah, there was a lot of bad things that happened, but there was also a lot of good things that were going on within our community. Um, and I think our community was a lot stronger than what it is today um, because all we had was one another. Um, and, and then a perfect example um, of that is um, a little place, um, the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, also known as um, Black Wall Street. Okay, and it was called Black Wall Street because it was very successful, like the Wall Street that's in New York, right? So on Black Wall Street, um, the black community um, was thriving. It was a black neighborhood, um, and there was low crime, you know, everybody worked, um, and uh, life just seemed to be good. You know, it was, you know, the, the... um, I don't want to say utopia, but it was kind of a, it was a it was a uh, you know a, a a nice black neighborhood, a black community where the community stuck together. Um, so much so, it was so successful 
um, and so thriving that uh, the KKK actually um, destroyed this community um, and bombed it. Uh, and so that was the end of, of, of Black Wall Street um, because it was so threatening. And so um, I think that that is an example of how, um, you know, segregation, as, as horrible as it might sound, um, was kind of beneficial to the black community um, in, in a sense, because like I said, all we had was was one another. Um, and so we were we were able to do things um, that I feel um, we should be able to do um, today, but it doesn't seem like we can do. Um, you know, we were taking care of one another. We were, you know, we, we owned businesses, um, and, you know, and in this community, because they had no other choice, but, you know, everything that they bought was, was black owned, um, for the most part, you know, they, the, the whole community supported the businesses. Okay. Because, Hey, guess what? You couldn't go to a white butcher. So you went to a black butcher. Um, you know, you went, they went to black gas stations. They went to black clothing stores. Um, they're the clothing stores that they were on were all black owned. You know, these are just regular everyday stores and, and shops and things that you would have in your community. However, they were all black owned and black operated. Um, you know, and, and, and like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not calling, um, saying that, you know, hey, you know, black people should get away from everybody else. The black community should um, just turn into itself and exclude uh, anyone else who's not black. Um, I'm just simply saying, um, in, in reference to Dwayne's question, that, um, well, yes, there, you know, there's some great things that, that might have happened with integration. Um, you know, integration you know, could also be seen as, uh, as a negative, um, and as a, uh, as a downfall, um, uh, for the black community, because, you know, then once we had, um, integration that kind of opened up, well, yeah, everything is supposed to be equal. Everybody is supposed to be treated the same way. Um, you know, often, you know, we've seen, you know, when they integrated the, the military, um, yes, everyone serves together. Everyone's in the same unit, um, however, that racism doesn't go away just because we're all together and we're all doing what, um, we're all supposed to be doing, um, as far as the job can, is concerned, um, doesn't mean that, um, there isn't any racism, there isn't prejudice, there isn't favoritism, there isn't any of all the, all the toxic things that we see today. Um, so I, I just feel like all of that was, was made possible, um, because of integration. Um, I think prior to integration, um, there was a group of people, I don't want to say white people, um, because it's very broad and it's very vague. Um, uh, and, and I also think it's inaccurate. So I'm not going to say white people as a, as a group, but I will say that there were, um, a group of individuals who happened to be white, um, that did not care for minorities, be it black, be Hispanic, um, Asian, whatnot, right? And, um, they didn't like them and they were able to be very vocal and open with their, uh, with their hate, uh, with their dislike of, of, of minorities. Um, and they were able to say, Hey, guess what? I'm not hiring black people. I'm not hiring Hispanics. I'm not hiring anyone who is not white. Um, and then integration came along, 
Um, and it was like, okay, hey, you know, this is what society is now. We're all going to live together. We're all going to work together. We're all going to be one big happy community. Um, and those people who still had those hateful thoughts, they just didn't go away. Their minds weren't changed. Um, however, their ability um, to express um, their displeasure or um, their dislike of people who were different than them, um, it became socially unpopular um, uh, as a whole, you know? And so uh, anytime that you have to bottle up um, something, your dislikes, your hates, whatever, right, it, it just comes out in, in other forms, in other passive forms. Um, and so then I think that's what would happen with integration. And so um, instead of these, you know, these group of people being like, hey, we hate black people and we don't want black people around us and black people people saying, you know, black community saying, all right, hey, fine, you don't want us around, you're pushing us away, you're pushing us to the side, we'll just go to the side, and we'll do our own thing, and uh, we'll just live, we'll live great lives, right, um, and so that's, that's kind of how I feel about integration, um, I think that, yes, you know, um, do I think that we should go back to, to a segregated, a segregated, uh, country, absolutely not, um, however, um, you know, while uh, integration is great, I think that there were some things um, and some problems that uh, were created with integration. So there is that. Right. So uh, and hey, like I said, you know, um, this can also be an ongoing conversation. So if you um, if you agree, if you disagree, uh, if you have an opinion on that, um, make sure that you uh, email me. Send me a message uh, on Facebook, Instagram, um, or by email, right? Um, can't wait to hear from you guys, right? So the next question um, is from James, okay? And, uh, ooh, James, this is a really, this is a really, uh, it's a really good question. Um, a little, ooh, I don't, I don't know where you're coming from with this, Um but I'm just going to go ahead and read it. So it says, Atticus, um, how can you, as a black man, love this country who obviously hates you? Um, so, James, that's, once again, thanks for your question. Um, wow. Um, so, how can I? So, first of all, let me just break down your question. Um in, in, in reference to you saying a country that obviously um, hates me, I guess, as a black man. Um, I don't think that the country, obviously, I don't think that it is um, obvious that this country hates me or any other black man. Um, however, um, you know, because the country is so much, this country um, includes and encompasses so much. So to say that the country obviously hates me, I think is incorrect. I think that there is um, a portion, some people might say um, a good portion of people, you know, the majority of the people in this country. Um, some people might say that. I don't think I would ascribe to that. I think that there is um, a number. Um, you know, there are millions of people in this country. And so, I think it's easy to say that, you know, the, the people who, who might hate me as a black man um, might range in the millions. Um, 
which I'm not really okay with, but um, I think that, uh, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, I don't think it's fair to say that the, this is entire, that the, the, that the country hates me. I think that there's a group of people in this country that might hate me as a black man. So um, getting to that, how can I love this country? Um, and I think I've already said the country is, 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 is more than um, this group of, of people um, who are haters. You know, I mean, we just break it all the way down. They're haters um, for whatever reason, um, be it they feel that they are threatened, um, they are, they've been misinformed. Um, I do believe that, that, um, hate, um, can be bred. You know, I don't think that we inherently are born to hate, um, anything or anyone. I think it's a, it's a learned behavior. And so I think that there are individuals who, uh, I know it sounds stupid, but they just don't know any better. Um, although ignorance isn't, isn't an excuse. Um, ignorance is never an excuse just because you don't know any better doesn't mean that you can't do better um but that is it is what it is and so you have individuals who, who choose to hate the individuals who i guess for lack of a, a better word or expression they can't help it and it's all that they know um and so i can't i can't take those that group of people um and apply them and make them representative of this entire country um because i'm a, i i'm a part of the country you know i think that there are millions of black people who are just as part of this country as anybody else and to say that this country um obviously hates me as a black man i think it's insulting to them because and it's insulting to us as a black community or a minority community, or however, whatever community you want to look at, I think just the community in general, um, to say that. Um, I, I love this country because of what the country stands for. Um, now, we stand for some things. We stand for life. We stand for liberty. We stand for the pursuit of happiness, and, and I love all those things. I love freedom. Um, I've traveled the world, um, and freedom is not, um, it's not a virtue or is not a um it's not something that is offered to every every citizen of the world every person who lives in the world does not know um freedom uh, especially not the the kind of freedom that we have here in the United States um like I said I'm I'm not I'm not saying that everything is perfect but just what this country stands for is what I love um if we could just take the things that we that that we stand for what this country stands for and actually apply it to um, everyday life and apply it to every American citizen. Um, I think that this country, um, I think it would be hard to not love this country. I think it would be hard for, for anybody who lived here um, to not love this country. Um, this is a great country. Um, there are literally people who are killing themselves and putting themselves at, at, at risk of dying to get into this country. So there's obviously got to be something worth loving in this country. Um, and like I say, you know, I, I say this all the time. This country is my birthright. Um, my forefathers, okay, um, those who came before me, right? Slaves, um, those who, um, you know, are children of, of slaves. Um, those are my people. Those are, that's where I come from. 
Um, and so these people, those individuals built this country brick by brick with their hands. And so this country is just as much um, mine as as anybody else in this country. Um, and, and I would even at, at, at some point, depending on who you are, I would say that this country um, belongs to me more than it belongs to to um, other individuals. OK, I'm not going to get into that. But that, like I said, that's just my my personal feelings. Um, I really, really have a, a strong ownership for America. Now, is it is it the best? No, it's not the best. Um, but it is worth loving. You know, I have an old Cadillac. Cause I love I love old cars. Right. But I have an old Cadillac and um, I, I'm not even sure if it even works, if it even runs. OK, but I love this car. It is not a beautiful car by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but this car is mine. Um, and with a little bit of love and a little bit of, uh, of work or not even a little bit, a lot of work, um, this car can be, could be pristine. Um, but it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of energy. Um, and it's going to take a lot of work, um, and patience, um, for me to get this car back to its original luster. Um, but I love this car and some people might look at it and they can be like, how can you love this car? It's a piece of junk. Um, you know, it doesn't even run. And then when it does run, it doesn't run the way that it's supposed to. Um, and so how can you love this, this car? Um, well, I love it because it belongs to me because, uh, I find value in it. And even though it's not what, um, what it, what it should be, um, there is something to it um that it could be and that is my I put my hopes in what it could be and not what it should be um but then I don't also sit back um and I think this applies to the car as well as the country um I don't I, I'm not going to sit back and just say well you know it could be this my car could be this or this country could be this and leave it at that um I'm going to actually do stuff okay so I'm going to vote you know, I'm going to I'm going to participate um, in the local elections, the state elections, the national elections. I'm going to be proactive in my community, in the neighborhood watch, um, the homeowners association. You know, a lot of people um, overlook that. But, hey, look, there's a homeowners association. If So if you own a home. Um, well, first of all, you know, if you love something, you want to you want to have ownership of something. You can't really love something if you don't really have ownership of it. Um, and so if you really want to love this country, you should own a piece of the country. So buy buy a house, buy some land, buy some property um, and really invest yourself in this place. Um, and so once you invest yourself in a, in a home, then you have a homeowners association. Go to your homeowners association meeting. You know, find out what's gonna what's gonna happen because how can you how can you say you love this country but you don't love your neighborhood? You don't take care of your neighborhood. Um, you can't take care of this country if you're not taking care of your neighborhood. Uh, if you're not taking care of your house, you're not setting standards of of how your neighborhood is gonna look, right? So, um, if if you love if you love this country and you love something, you need to be proactive. You need to be um, a part of the a part of the solution. Um, and not the problem, right? Identify the problem, but then also identify solutions and then be proactive in, in finding those solutions um, to these problems, right? 
So that's how I can love this country. I, I love this country because because I I own it. I own it. I own a piece of it. I take ownership in this country. Um and uh so yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, uh James that answers your question. I know it's it seemed kind of a loaded question. Um you know, and so I guess James, um, I would really like to hear um why because um, you live, you know, and I'm assuming um, that this podcast has not hit the international level. Um, but if it has, um, that's great. Um, and I owe it all to you guys. But I'm assuming, James, that you live here in the United States. And so my question to you, James, would be um, if this country, if you feel if you're a black man, I don't know. I don't know what your what your ethnicity is, but I will assume that you are a black man. Um, if you feel this country obviously hates you, why are you still here? You know, if, if you feel that this country hates you, why not go to a more friendly location, um, or a location that, that, you know, doesn't hate you? Um, that would be my question to you. Why be here? If you don't love America, um, then, then why be here? Um, and so, you know, it goes back to that, that old bumper sticker that people see, um, you know, America, love it or leave it, um, you know, which goes to the, which also goes to say, Hey, you know what? And I, and I believe that I'm a firm believer that, you know, love it, love it or leave it, you know, love America or leave it. Um, however, um, just cause you love America doesn't mean that you have to love it in its current state. Um, and if you love America, then you're going to want, you're going to want what's the best for America and you're going to want to see it improve. And you're going to, there's always, there's always room for improvement. Um, and definitely in the United States, I will be the first person to say that there is a ton of room for improvement. And so for all of us who love America, whether we be black, white, red, purple, green, yellow, um, or a combination of any of those, um, if we are really in love with America and we love America, we should every day strive to make it a better place. Um, so there's that, right? Ah, so like I said, once again, um, I would love to hear anyone's feedback, everyone's feedback to, uh, James's question and my answer to his question. Um, and if you feel like, Hey, you know what? You got an answer to the question that I asked James, you know, if you are an American, um, of any ethnicity or any race, um, who happens to hate the United States and hate America, um, I, would respectfully, respectfully um, ask you to answer that question. Why, if you hate it, if you hate it here, why are you still here? Um, just something that I would like to know. Um, so anyway, so our final question is from Sinclair. And Sinclair says, she asks, Atticus, what is the biggest problem in the black community. Um, so Sinclair, thank you for your question. Um, also Sinclair, thank you for your faith in me to be able to answer such a grand question. Um, and, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea what the biggest problem is definitively what the biggest problem is in the black community. However, okay. I'm Atticus Freeman, 
And so I have an opinion about everything. And so in my opinion, the biggest problem in the black community, and there are several, but the biggest one um, in my mind um, is the victim mentality. And so um, the victim mentality, I think that we as a community, um, not everybody, but just overall, we have a victim, uh, a victim mentality, right? Um, because of, and I, and, and some people might even say rightfully so. And in to, to a certain degree, um, I would agree. Okay. We've had to, um, as a community, we've had to endure so much. We've endured, obviously slavery. We, we were, we were taken from our native land and, um, you know, we were shipped over here in the harshest of, of, um, harshest of environments. We were separated, um, so much so that not even, not every single person that was taken, um, actually made it, um, to wherever it is, you know, during the, the transatlantic slave trade, um, we were separated across, um, all the, the Americas, you know, North America, South America, Central America, um, the Caribbean, uh, and, and such. Um, and so that's a lot, that's a lot. And then, you know, of course there is the whole period of, of slavery. And then even after slavery, um, there's, you know, Jim Crow and then all the way up through civil rights movement and, and, and then on to today. And, you know, our situation as a community um, is not um, at its best today. And so there's a lot of, you know, we are definitely victims of, of a lot of stuff. Um, however, um, uh, I feel like there's a victim mentality that we have in the community that is very detrimental. Um and so um, where I've where I originally heard um, of the, the victim mentality was among um, rape victims um, and in cases of rape. Um, and I'm by no means um, an expert um, or an authority in in, in this subject. Um, but however, you know, I read a book or two um, and I've, I've seen TED Talks or whatever. Right. Um, I've been places. I know things. Um, and so just in, in talking to, to people and especially those who are advocates, um, for individuals, um, who are raped and I say individuals because, um, it can be men or it can be women. Um, I think more commonly it's, um, and socially we, we recognize women as being victims of rape, but, um, uh, men can also, can also equally be victims of rape. So just being equal for everybody, um, so with that being said, um, and I think there's a there's a saying, you know, um, especially uh, those who advocate for um, those who are um, victims, um, they don't um, victims of rape. They don't like to to be called victims. They are they like to call themselves survivors, which is something that I, I, I have a lot of respect for and I think is is really cool. Um and um, they 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 take out the 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 victim mentality. They take away from that that victim mentality and say, "Hey, you know what? This horrible thing happened to me, um, and you know I am a victim, 
this horrible, horrible thing happened to me. And so that is how I now define myself as a person who had something horrible happen to them. Um, and so um, and they and they take it to someone who is a survivor. Um, and in my mind, um, it, it's the it's the same thing, but just a different the the other side of the coin, um, because a survivor has survived something that was traumatic, something that was horrible, something that that um, shouldn't have happened, um, but they survived it, um, you know, um, and because they have survived it as a survivor, there, 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 there seems to be a sense of strength. And I think that is why, um, they decide to, to identify themselves as rape survivors as a, as opposed to rape victims. Um, and so, like I said, just taking from that, from that, that aspect and from that, that point of view, um, I think that is what the black community could use a little bit more of. Um, if we get away from the, the victim mentality and, and turn to a survivor mentality, um, we have survived so much, you know, we as a community are now strong and we are stronger and we're getting strong because we are survivors. We have just, we, we have, we survived slavery, you know, those of us, I mean, and, and individuals who, who made it through, um, who, who, everyone who made it to their destination of the transatlantic slave trade, they're all survivors. They literally survived, um, that voyage. Um, and so they're survivors, you know, individuals who, who, cause not everyone survived. Um, there are individuals who survived, uh, slavery, you know, they survived having their families torn apart and they were able to to persist and to persevere and to make it through. They were able to to somehow cobble together families and communities um, and, and relationships where they were able to take care of themselves and, and to be able to um, procreate um, and then be able to kind of pass down something, you know, um, as hard as it might be. So there's a lot, of, there's a lot of survive, survivor type um, situations that we as a black community um, have have achieved and have endured, and so to say that um, that we're just victims that all these bad things have happened to us as a community, um, I think is we're really doing ourselves a disservice. Um, and I think that um, if we took on more of a, a survivor survivor mentality, had survivor um, survivorhood type type initiative or thought um, about our community, I think we would do a lot better um, because we would become stronger. We would have have that kind of a little bit more, not to say that the black community doesn't have self-pride, but to be a survivor and to label yourself as a survivor, to say that I've done this or that we have done this and we have survived this. And because we have survived this, we can survive the next, um, you know, the next challenge. And we can survive the next challenge, and we're going to continue to perverse to persevere through whatever is being thrown at us. And we're going to not only survive, but we're now going to thrive. Um, I think that will allow us to get through the um, and not just get through because it's not enough to just get through, but to overcome, um, to overcome uh, the police brutality, the 
institutional racism um, to um, overcome uh, pure hatred that is in this country and in this world, um, to even overcome to a certain extent the self-hatred that we might have um, for ourselves, um, the, the, the decisiveness um, that we have within our community, you know, whether it be between um, individuals, and just throwing this out, but individuals who are dark-skinned versus individuals who are light-skinned um, and, and things of that nature, you know. Um, there's just so much, there's so much um, decisive uh, division within the black community. Um, and I just feel like if the the first step to, uh, or maybe maybe not the first step, but one of the, the beginning steps um, to getting over um, a number of these problems is to get away from the, the, the victim mentality that says, you know, oh, well, this happened to me and, oh, this happened to me and this happened to us and we had to endure this and we had to endure that. And because of that, now I can't have anything and I can't do anything and I can't be anything because all these horrible things have happened um, to me and have happened to my family, um, you know, because all those things are true, but, um, you know, slavery defines us, but I think we should be able, I think we can either be victims of slavery or we can be, uh, survivors of slavery. Okay. We can be victims of Jim Crow or we can be, uh, survivors of 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 Jim Crow, um, we can be victims of of police brutality, or we can be survivors. Um, and I I personally um, would choose to be um, a survivor, okay, because that means that I have not only gotten through it, um, but I've grown stronger, and um, I can now avoid it. Because um, I'll be honest with you, and like I said, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on on rape this is just my opinion so you know if you feel differently please let me know but um just really in my mind um if you have a victim um of really anything um but like say of rape you know that person is that a, a victim is 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 powerless and so um you know and, and rape is a is an act of, of it's an act of power um you know, is is taking power from from another person, um, and and generally it's 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 someone who has less power. So by being a victim, you continue to have less power. You know, you continue to to be just that a victim, and so the chances of you being a repeat victim or continuing to be a victim, um, I think, um, are increased. I don't. I like to say I don't have the numbers. I don't. I don't have the the knowledge um, or the, the, the subject matter knowledge um, about rape and rape victims and, and, and rape culture. Um, but like I said, just trying to put two and two together, hoping that it makes four, um, would, would say that, hey, you know what? Being a victim um, and, and having a victim mentality um, would um, continue you being a victim, whereas being a survivor um, is where you you reclaim and attain some of that power that 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 was um, taken from you, you know, or attempted to be taken from you. Um, you kind of reclaim it back and um, 
you take it and you not only take the power back, but then you you move forward um, to make um, your situation better um, and to continue to be productive. So um, so there's that. There's that. So once again, thank you, uh, Sinclair, for your question and thank you for your faith, because that was a huge question. I didn't I looked at it. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of didn't know whether or not I actually wanted to take that question among, um, all the questions that I did get. Um, but so that, that concludes, those are the three questions. I thought I'd be able to get to more, but, um, you know, try not to make the show too long. Um, so, uh, but that's that. So like I said, man, if you have a question, you have any thoughts, you have any opinions, go ahead and, um, please, 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 please hit me up. You know, um, because that's really what this podcast is about. It's about um, us growing. It's about us um, not only as a black community, but as a community of Americans um, to growing and and being more healthy um, about us not being victims, but about being survivors, um, about us loving this country. um, And because we live here. So, I mean, if you're going to live here, you might as well love it. Um, And then also, you know, taking it on and, and really just being honest. Okay, because, you know, everything that happened, every decision that was made in this country, um, you know, wasn't always, you know, doesn't always have to be seen as a good idea um, or doesn't always have to be perfect, such as is is the case of integration. You know, you have to take the good with the bad and you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So um, hope you hopefully you have enjoyed this. I've enjoyed doing this. Thoughts of a Free Man is created by me, Atticus Freeman. Music is Hitman by Kevin McLeod of Empatech.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Atticus Freeman and like the Thoughts of a Free Man page. You can also find me on Instagram at Atticus underscore Freeman. If you have any comments, any thoughts, any ideas, anything you'd like to hear uh, on the show, uh, feel free to email me at 1770af at gmail.com. That's 1770af at gmail.com. I'm Atticus Freeman. This is the thoughts of a free man. And remember, freedom is for those who fight for it.